Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast, another Authors Tuesday episode. Today I was delighted to be joined by a great uh, guest there, author, uh, filmmaker, singer-songwriter, um, Rocco Paolo, Paolo is his name. Um, so it was great talking to Rocco today about all he does. Um, so once again, thanks for coming on the podcast and thanks everyone for listening. Good morning, thanks for listening. Thank you. Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for another Authors Tuesday. Today I'm delighted to be joined by another uh, great guest all the way from Canada, uh, Rocco uh, Paolo. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So um, it's, I'm so uh, looking forward to talking to Rocco today. Thanks a lot for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. We'll probably start off the podcast. If you want to just tell the listeners a little bit of background about yourself and how you got interested in writing, please. Um, I am a songwriter for starter, so I was writing songs, so basically very, very short um, stories, I guess you can call them, yeah. and then eventually started doing uh, screenplaying for short films, yeah. and uh, then, you know, got interested in actually um, writing. Uh, one of the first books was uh, pretty much a story of um, experience with the family. So as we were traveling uh, by day two, things were just, it was like Murphy's Law. There was all kinds of weird things going on. So I started jotting it down almost in diary fashion. And so it, it became a book. Great stuff. And what, what's the name of the books you've written um, for listeners? Um, the three books that are out right now is, uh, so Gallivanting Through Europe with Young Children. Uh, that's the one I, I was just uh, mentioning. Uh, there's a children's book called um, The Wasp Who um, who Thought She Was a Bee. Sounds and uh, the uh, other book is the Damu Chronicles uh, emails with a Sumerian god. So it pretty much defines itself in the title. <laughs> and all three are, well, other than the children's book, obviously, uh, the other two books are uh, technically true stories, even though the Damo Chronicles happened to someone I knew versus myself. I'm, I'm involved in there a bit, but not not um, so much with uh, with that particular experience. Great stuff, Rocco. And have you always been a writer? Where did the journey begin for yourself? Have you always dabbled in writing books yourself? Um, I... I can't say that I'm an avid reader. I mean, obviously, I, as a kid, I was reading a lot of comic books, um, things of that nature. Uh, I kind of like books with images. If a book was just um, text, it was a little bit more difficult uh, as far as trying to get through it. Mm. It has to really capture my attention. So, you know, there was a time, I think, when I was in high school, we had those kind of interactive books. Uh, those got my interest more in there, where it's like, you know, if you're going door number one turn to page 53 and if you're going to door number three turn to page 22 so that started to become more interesting um, as far as reading and of course it depends on the topic um, I'm a musician uh, as well as actor so things that are kind of biographies or dealing with uh, those type of subjects I'm obviously going to be more interested in yeah great stuff and it's interesting what you said earlier on like before we came on the on air there um you, about the the book that you, you you put together the chronicles um that's for your interesting story would you mind sharing that with the listeners um yeah so this happened while i was at work there was um a co-worker both of us were kind of like you know interested in 
you know, things that were paranormal or conspiracy theories. We're just having these conversations, uh, going back and forth uh, on that kind of subject. And then one day he came up to me. um, We kind of went into different departments in the building and uh, he showed up in my office and he said, hey, you know, it was really funny, the email that you sent me. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, yeah, the email you sent, you know, and I said, well, forward it to me. And he forwarded it to me. And, and as I was reading it, it was it was written from the point of view as if the person who was writing the email um, was an entity or God or some type of, you know, um, really knowledgeable person in the sense that the information was unique. It was original. It was well put together. So the first email was basically um, the entity or the person just kind of telling my friend, just stop what you're doing. Just stop. You're giving out wrong information and just went into kind of like um, the reason why I'm kind of contacting you is because you're wrong on so many accounts and just kind of started listing, um, you know, where he was incorrect and stuff like that and this was in the early days of internet so um we're probably 2004 2005 so and you know for us i think we got here well i can't say in canada but at least at work we pretty much started getting emails and stuff around 1997 1998 Mm. and um so when i started uh seeing those emails and the emails were going back and forth and i was trying to do my research um, I couldn't really find anything on Damu and, you know, but now if you look up Damu on the internet, you clearly see that Damu is a vegetation god from this, the Sumerian time period, which is something that um, this particular uh, person or entity or whatever it was, because we never kind of gotten to the source of it, um, kind of, you know, knew their, their subject matter. Wow, that, that's, that's, that's crazy stuff. Yeah, well. Yeah, it's very yeah. crazy because it it covered things like the origin of mankind. It covered all kinds of, and it was stuff when I was reading it. Like what ended up happening at one point at work is, you know, I started printing the emails, mm-hmm. and uh, I left them at my desk. And you know, there's curious people that just came by, and you know, I go by my desk, and my pile of papers were missing, and they were just passing it around. Everybody was reading it, and everybody was just like saying, "This is incredible stuff!" Like, oh. where, where, where'd you get this? Where'd you getting this stuff from? I said, "I listen. I go. I agree with you. It's really intriguing. It's like it's completely different from anything that I've um, I read up to that point." Um, and the problem I had is it took me forever to, to put it together into a book because I really didn't know how to present it because it's very complex, uh, information. And I was just like, how do I, you know, do I try to put a a book together where I kind of explain, uh, what I believe they're trying to state, which is just my perception, or do I just kind of just tell the story around it? So I did the story around it, kind of talked about my relationship with this coworker, and then the emails coming in and, uh, you know, how we started to build that uh, relationship with this person who was uh, providing us with, uh, you know, we were asking questions. Other people started coming forward, had questions and, and the answers, what I, what I really um, was kind of blown away with was there was never a moment that I found even rereading my book of any contradictions. Like, you know, you expect 
that at one point or another they might contradict what they state or you know i mean even if i pick up the bible there's there's contradictions uh sometimes within within the text from you know beginning of the book till the end of the book and so i didn't find any contradictions so i found that very you know because there were there were a few times that my friend was trying to um get this other person to um you know say well you said this and they would say no no i never said that you know and and correcting him every time like every time he tried to kind of like plant something it didn't work so i was it was uh and again like i said very um just very original ideas of the origin of everything so it's really really cool well thanks a lot for sharing all of as well that's fascinating but yeah. uh, where can people get your books as well? Um, are they on the Amazon and Kindle? And uh, do you have them in bookstores as well? Uh, yeah, in the bookstores, no. Everything's available through uh, through Amazon. As far as uh, Demo Chronicles, that's also available uh, as an ebook on uh, Smashwords. They do it as well. Yeah. So I have it both in the Kindle version and whatever other version is out there. Right, so if you have, we want to share the links as well. I put them on the show notes for people to check out as well for you you know sure that'll be great yeah great stuff and the children's book as well uh do you want to talk a little bit about the children's book because i'm a, a children's author myself so <laughs> yeah um so the, i mean there's a couple other children books i like to put together it's just it's uh for myself i mean to put together the illustrations would be a lot more work than i have time for right now but i do have some other ideas that eventually will be made into children's books um, this one, which is the, you know, the wasp who thought she was a bee. Um, I mean, one of the main things, because uh, my wife, who at the time was my girlfriend, um, you know, she just for me, I guess, you know, I I looked at her and I said, you know, you're a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant in, in my head, right? <laughs> so wasp. So um, so that's how that kind of came about. So, so the book pretty much is about... Um, uh, a wasp who uh, really believes that they are um, that they're they are a bee tries to you know interact with other bees and and not and then finally coming to terms with who they actually are and 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 being um, you know accepting themselves as as who they are so it's pretty much uh, as you know a, a wasp that's that's discovering themselves. Great stuff, yeah. And yeah. kind of what kind of kept you keeps you motivated in your writing? Do you have the kind of a, a strategy that you use in your writing yourself, um, Rocco? It's difficult to say because I, uh, when I try to, um, you know, when I have have to try and force myself to do something, it doesn't work. It's okay. the ideas kind of just come to me. And that way, you know, because there's a couple of books I've been talking about writing for a while now, and I just haven't got around to it just because other things have just kind of flown like for even if I look at the demo chronicles which you know happened like I said in 2005 and it, it only came came about I think in uh, either 2019 2020 and it came about quickly what happened was I just had my pile of emails I looked at them I started typing them into the into my computer because I didn't actually I couldn't find the emails, um, they are somewhere, but I couldn't find them. So I just had the the uh, written copies. I started typing them in and then it just wrote itself. And it took less than less than a month to do that. Um, and I was really working on another book idea, which was just going to be a book on short stories. Mm -hmm. And that's still, you know, that's probably about 
seven years now I've been talking about it. I do have a lot of the short stories written, but I haven't pieced it together. Okay. So um, like right now I'm actually working on, I'm editing um, a, um, a feature film that I, that I shot. We shot it in two days. Uh, again, it's sort of like, so um, I'm kind of like all over the place and I just yeah. go wherever my brain wants to take me. So, you know, I, I find like I'm more of a channeler. Mm. It's like ideas just, you know, if something that I'm working on is like, needs to be out today, great. If it doesn't come out today, well, it's because for some reason I need to be working on this instead. And I just go with the flow. Wherever your creativity takes you, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great stuff. That's, that's brilliant. Thanks very much for sharing that. Um, I, I, I share interest with music as well. Do you want to talk a little about that? Because um, are, are you a songwriter yourself? Have you released much stuff there? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I write again in, in a lot of different styles uh, because I'm, I'm more of a songwriter than an actual artist. Um, I do, um, right now I currently work under three different monikers. One of the main issues I had in the past with record labels was I was, well, Rocco, how do we define you as an artist? Because you're doing a blues song and then you turn around, you're doing a rap tune and then we're turning around and you're doing folk songs. So it's like, we don't, you know, you can't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean I can't do that? So, um, so I decided at this point to kind of create three monikers so that I can sort of, um, you know, categorize these monikers. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really work fully, but like, for example, under Rocco Polo, I'm doing mostly blues, um, a bit of country in, in that one. Uh, I go under Polo I, I do that. It's more of indie rock, uh, pop mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, West of West is a project where um, I'm doing kind of a mix between, you know, hip hop and other stuff that has a flavor of the 80s, but still modern. So yeah. those are the three that I'm working with. And of course, I work with other artists as well. And I'm obviously writing the soundtrack for uh, my film. So and doing the, you know, sound design for that as well. So it's, um, it's, uh, you know, I'm doing the editing on that too. So there's a lot of, um, of work just to do this, uh, this feature film, and it's different styles of mu music, again, it's anything from ambient to uh, I think um, one of the tracks that's on there is um, is very like 70s funk, you know, so mm -hmm. it's so I'm just I just like all kinds of music. So there's, you know, there's no um, I can't just say, you know what, I'm a straight out, you know, I mean, I was raised on Elvis. I love the, you know, Elvis. Yeah. So he's been a, a major influence. But then again, you know, there's groups in the 80s that, you know, Simple Minds, uh, mm. U2, uh, you know, things like that, that also were influential Prince, uh, Michael Jackson. There's, you know, there's kind of, there's a lot of artists that, you know, I just liked it all. You're a busy man. You're a busy man. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you, you must be looking at my uh, record collection because yeah. I've learned a lot of my favorites there as well. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yeah, great stuff. And um, kind of what kind of books as well have is your favorite to read? What type of books and I suppose what inspired you most in your writing? Um, I mean, some of the books I've read, of of course, there's uh, one that I really liked a lot was the uh, there was a two kind of volume um, uh, collection for Elvis by Peter um, Grolnick, I believe. Um, those were beautifully written. Um, 
I have a book obviously on prints that I've, I've written some of those biographies like that um area 51 um you know anything that's dealing with 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 alien uh, type type stuff is uh for me in, intriguing um so it depends you know there's some you know my, my wife does a lot of reading um so there's times that you know she suggests certain books but I we don't have the same taste unfortunately so it's more like I said more uh, I guess biographies you know I'm interested in knowing about that particular artist or that particular person Um, that for me is much more interesting yeah they're absolutely brilliant some of the biographies I agree 100% like I was reading one on Bob Dylan there the other week um really really cool really good yeah yeah great stuff and um, I suppose, how did you find the last two years um, with the pandemic, which you're writing, did you find that was a barrier really for yourself? Um, it wasn't a barrier in a sense that, I mean, I, I haven't been performing live even yeah. prior to that. I was doing a lot of stuff just through the internet. So it didn't really affect me much. What it did give me was, um, a, you know, more inspiration. There was a couple of songs that I wrote, obviously, that were um, kind of, covid loneliness depressed kind of mode that probably wouldn't have been written otherwise yeah because you kind of um you know you you go with your your current mood right so yeah you're kind of like alone you're you know you're working i was working from home Mm. so you're just kind of like this is kind of weird and i've got to get used to this and then you're reading all kinds of you know um weird conspiracy theories that were out there and uh you know and then with everything that was happening i guess in the states with uh with the elections and all this stuff there was just like a lot of i found that um you were watch i was watching much more tv Mm. so and it just was getting much more depressing whether or not it was covid it's hard to tell but it was just everything was just there was no good news (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was very it was very bleak so you know that's where i guess i got more like into the radio head type sound <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's, very, it's sort of like okay this is uh it's a very depressing uh point in my life uh you know we got through it uh you know we still did some traveling we got to visit our own country um, instead so i didn't let covid kind of um keep me trapped behind a closed door we still hopped in the car we you know we drove to some of the other provinces here in uh, in canada and got to visit places that we got to really enjoy because we were the only ones there so there was this this sense of you know the, the good thing out of covid i would say is for example you know there was less pollution out there um, yeah there was yeah. less people out there which was great too so going out in nature was pleasant you didn't have the crowds um so that for me you know um i i wish that would stay that way or if there was even like for example a month of the year when Mm. they said you know what nobody drive cars and let's just let the world heal for for a month i'd I'd be i'd be great with that yeah no you'll agree 100 there yeah absolutely because um no it'd be like um this is great having you on if like you know i run a music sunday as well so maybe sometime you can come on to that as well and share your music as well that'd be brilliant sure and what as far as uh music what what type of music do you do if you don't mind my asking well it's kind of write a lot of my own stuff with them obviously in the band we do covers as well so you know it's nice uh, a good mixture there you know 
but, <laughs> but um, you know, definitely share, uh, definitely share the links to your books so people can can pick them up around Ireland as well. So, uh, get get some Irish uh, sales as well. You know, <laughs> sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. No problems with that. No, and I suppose uh, because it's a motivational podcast, um, if you could give the listeners a little bit of advice how you found writing. Uh, would you be able to give a little bit of voice on, on the, how you see it, like with writing? I think for writing, what you need to do is like with anything that you want to uh, do in life is you got to just keep doing it. So mm-hmm. writing a paragraph every day, um, you just at any moment in time, just start writing and just doesn't matter. It's, doesn't, you know, it's eventually ideas will come out. If you're saying, well, you know, I, I just don't get motivated. I got a you know, dry spell or it's just not working for me. Just write, just, or even just even like have a newspaper in front of you and just copy what's written there. Eventually you will trigger something that, you know, will say, okay, you know, I mean, when I look at, for example, the, the film that uh, I'm editing right now, you know, in January, I just said, okay, I came up with the idea. I said, well, you know, um, I'm taking some time time off right now. So I'm like, I want to do a feature and okay, well, how am I going to do a feature? I said, well, let's try and do it as quickly as possible. So I want it to be shot in two days. Well, that's kind of, you know, ambitious. How are you going to do that? Well, I now have to write a film that will be easily shot in two days so it's not going to be an action movie it's not going to be taking in place in like three different cities you know mm. so you have to kind of adapt to it mm. so i just find that you know and I, I was writing it and and i find most of the stuff i do writes itself which is why like i said at times i consider myself a channeler is if i try to sit there and think you know take a pen and paper <laughs> yeah what i'm going to write something mm. it just doesn't work yeah but yeah. It's still something that you need to do in the sense that grab a piece of paper, write, and you know, you can get frustrated because you're going to be writing and just say, you know what, nothing's coming out. I'm just, why am I writing? Mm. But by day 10, day 12, you know, it's going to start becoming just a natural and automatic, you know, thing. And then next thing you know, you've, you've written, you know, a chapter and then you're moving on to your next chapter and you just got to keep keep going it's like anything you want to be a a great swimmer you got to swim every day you know you just gotta do that on you know get your brain working that's great advice thanks very much Rocco that's brilliant like so that's that's actually great that you have that channel and that's that's a great great skill you have there for well done and um what's the film about what's the the movie that you're you're putting together that's that's great so the movie is yeah, the movie's called uh, The Dinner Party. And um, so basically, you know, I had the idea of said, okay, well, how am I going to do this where I can shoot it pretty much all the same location? So I said, the majority of the film will be taking place in a dining room and also in the kitchen. Um, so it's just strangers invited to a dinner party. Um, originally, I had um, six um, main characters and the day before shooting one of them pulled out so I was stuck with five and we just had to adapt you know and I kind of you know things like that where some people say oh you know I lost that person now I gotta scrap my idea or I gotta wait and postpone this no I I don't work that way sort of like you know what we set this date I go whether I have my six if I have four I have three we're doing it no matter what and um and we did and it and it was an incredible experience. You know, uh, it, it was rock and roll because I actually ended up shooting it at my house. 
um, just because I figured it would make more sense in case I needed something it would be easy to find if I needed a prop I know where it is versus if I rented a, a location and then realize I'm missing something and then you're you know you have time delays that would that would exist versus doing it in a familiar you know uh, location so it um so that's basically the the main gist of it it's uh from what I can see it's going to be 70 minutes so we shot 70 minutes worth of uh, film in two days um we were kind of thinking it might take three days and even at that point it's sort of like well it's a very short period you know you're mm -hmm. talking about a feature film you know when I have friends that are doing short films that sometimes they're working on for three weeks sometimes even up to three months to do like a four minute movie mm -hmm. um so uh, from what I'm looking at the footage because I'm doing the editing is uh, I'm very pleased with with what what we got there's a lot of improvisation in there obviously to try and lengthen some of the the scenes there's a lot of dialogue which is great it's um, mm -hmm. it's it's you know there's no special well there's a bit of special effects very little uh, you know I did a shoot a couple of things with green screen because uh, you know just to kind of give a different uh, look or location yeah, yeah. but um, you know, in the end, it's we're done. We did it for zero dollars, right? The only thing is, I fed everybody, made sure there was food available for everybody. So that's pretty much the only cost, and the rest is just uh, you know everybody volunteering their time, and um, and I'm taking care of putting it all together. And now we'll start to send it to festivals, and you know, you cross your fingers and hope that uh, something happens. Brilliant, yeah. No, the best of luck with that. That's 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 a great achievement. And like when you say you're going to send it to festivals, like kind of yeah. uh, small movie festivals, is it, um, Rocco, or what? Um, I might even actually send it to one in uh, in Ireland that I've had some yeah. short films in, uh, in Cork. Um, Brilliant, yeah. yeah. Cork Fastnet, yeah. Fastnet, yeah. Fastnet. Yeah. So I've, I've already had a couple of films play there. So really? I probably yeah. will reach reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I've got another project. And, you know, you, you start making connections. You start, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that um, in, in anything that you do is, that's one thing I find that, I hate to say about this generation is that they're not so um, hands-on social, you know, like they are through the, through the, the machine, but not face-to-face -face and, yeah, yeah. and things of that nature. So that's something I try to, to do is make sure that, um, you know, I do a lot of um, schmoozing, right. Just going around and, and, you know, if I see there's something happening, I try and show up there and start to, you know, sell the ideas and, try and get uh, other people involved or find out what they're doing, you know, and, you know, promoting what they're doing and, you know, kind of everybody helping each other out. Absolutely. And it's something that I find works better face-to-face -face, uh, versus, you know, just, um, you know, going through the internet and, you know, you still have to, there's a lot of things I do through the internet, but if there's um, a special event happening somewhere around here, I will try, try to make myself available and, and get there and, actually you know be in front of people and and talking to them directly that's great rocker that's that's absolutely brilliant and it, like hats off for doing it because that's there's not a lot of people that will put themselves out there like so it's like yeah. me doing this podcast i started it two years ago as a music podcast to get my music out there mm -hmm. then um it's gas as a bills when you're when you're um writing books so like to get authors like yourself on is is a, is a gift so that that's great thanks for coming on can i just ask you quickly about the yeah. records in the background there are they your, your your records in here yeah the that's actually the first sing, single i again uh, this is probably yeah many 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 years ago 
Um, you know, again, I decided to do it on my own, right? So uh, went out, hand wrote my logo, went to a place, uh, have it, you know, pressed and did the whole thing. Uh, you know, people have to realize too that you have to invest in yourself before anybody's willing to invest in you yeah. and i find that um, that's still something that people are not willing to do like even for example this feature film you know um the actors that are in it none of them got paid um, but at the same time they're they've gotten to have a larger role i guess than than they would have gotten if they're doing a short film or having to fight with people that are part of the union actors union here they're not part of the actors union so they get to have a, a larger role and the possibility of you know showcasing it it'll be on their actors reel and things like that and i find mm -hmm. that that's very um you know a very, a very good um uh thing for for people is to just you have to create your own projects in that way and then and then you know somebody will hire you because they've seen what you're able to do versus yeah. you're just trying to find that work through somebody else and they say well where's your CV? And you're like, well, yeah, can you know, just <laughs> yeah. 22, right? Yeah, exactly. You have, yeah. you have to, you have to show them that you've done something before they're willing to invest. In you. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's no, no better way to show what you're doing by doing it. Like, you know, just keep, keep doing it. Exactly. That's how you get discovered, isn't it? But listen, exactly. Rocco, thanks a million for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great talking to you. Um, yeah. So you're going to send me on your links and I can Yeah, I will send you all that. Yeah. And, uh, and thank you very much too. And I wish you all the success going forward, your movie and everything you do. And definitely have you on the podcast and music Sunday. Some, some point that suits you. Perfect. Sounds great. Thanks very much. Take care. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. So thanks for listening to today's podcast, Mark's motivational podcast past, um, authors Tuesday with Rocco, uh, Paolo. Um, so thanks again, Rocco for coming on and we'll talk to you real soon. Everybody. Thank you. Yeah, big thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast, um, Authors Tuesday podcast, with another great author, uh, Rocco Pablo. So um, it was great talking to Rocco today, um, all about what he does with his writing and his um, songwriting, as well as filmmaking. So um, it was great talking to him. So once again, thanks a million for coming on the podcast. Um, so join us again for Thursday. We're going to have. Another guest on the podcast on Motivational Thursday, Sean O'Brien, who um, is similar to me in a lot of ways with, with what he does with his um, his outlook on motivation. It'll be great talking about that. So thanks a lot for listening and enjoy the rest of your week. Until then, Gurumina Magu, Sangal Fall. Goodbye.